Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now your host, your host, What's going on, everybody? I'm back with Rohan on Thursday Good to see you, Rohan. I had to cancel the show yesterday, man. I've been so busy, but I'm glad to be back, man. Thanks for being here, buddy. And I'm glad, uh, you know, do the show with you. You know, uh, a nice just way to start your Thursday mornings and uh, definitely happy to chop it up and talk some Brock. Yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. The 49ers and Brock Purdy are breaking records left and right. So we're going to talk about some of those things. Uh, Mr. Blue Magic is going to pop on around 930. Tomorrow I'm going to have the coach on. We were supposed to do it yesterday, but we're going to do it tomorrow. So tune in for that as well. If you're not yet, please like this video and subscribe to this channel as well as Rohan's channel. Rohan is also streaming on his channel. Make sure you guys go uh, follow him, subscribe. Details in the description for that. Also, real quick, the Ryan G. Hensley Show is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code Hensley for a $100 deposit match. Blue Water Credit, that will fix your credit. Best credit company out there. Details in the description for that, as well as my real estate and mortgage and solar businesses. Hit me up if you need help with all of that. I wanted to push through with, through with all of that, Rohan, because we got a lot to talk about. Real quick, before we jump into it, I want to say hi to two of the regulars on the program. Nick Nice, what's up, buddy? As well as Red Jet Shell who is uh, here on a regular. We appreciate your guys' support and for being here. Sorry about yesterday, guys. If you're waiting for me, I forgot to, to push it and reschedule. It's my bad, but uh, we got it worked out. So the little the, the thumbnail in the picture here right here uh, is Steve Young and Joe Montana looking at their phone, a little concerned about some records that are being broken. Uh, they're obviously following me on Twitter, as you can tell uh, as well by the thumbnail. Uh, but anyways, man, they're talking about records today. Um, there's a lot of records that could be broken or have already been broken as well. Let's talk about them. Let's go one at a time, man. I know you've done uh, some preparation this morning, helping me out. I appreciate that because I am not prepared today. I've been so busy, but I do know that the 49ers are breaking records left and right, man. Give us one of those records. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about records, specifically around Brock Purdy, right? There's a ton to talk about, and it's you can look at it in a lot of different landscapes. You can talk about it in a single-season landscape where Purdy right now leads the NFL in several important categories. You talk about yards per attempt, he leads it by a mile. He's thrown for 9.9 .9 yards per attempt, which is ridiculous because yards per attempt isn't just how many yards they're throwing a completion. It's including the incompletion, so it tells you he's completing passes at a high rate and pushing the ball down the field. But there are a lot of things. I mean, one that we saw earlier in the year that was one of his most impressive games, week four against Arizona. I think it's important to note just because that's the exact team that the 49ers are playing this weekend. But Brock Purdy completed 20 of 21 passes in that game, 95%. That is the 49ers' single-game completion record for a player who threw for a minimum, I believe, of 15 or 20 attempts. Um, mm. He I think that record was previously held by Joe Montana or Steve Young. Well, that record goes to Brock Purdy now. 
one of his most pristine games where he was just hitting every single target. He now faces that same opponent this weekend. Yeah, that's something to look for. What was it, 95% completion percentage? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 95%. insane. Yeah, any anytime you're a quarterback for the 49ers and you're breaking franchise records when you have a team like that has guys like Steve Young, uh, Joe Montana, uh, T.Y. T. Tittle, uh, or whatever his name is, uh, those old guys, T.A., what is it? What's his name? T.Y., T. T. right? Tittle? I think T.Y. I think T.Y. That's older than me, man. I'm I'm pretty old, but that's older than me. I know they go back. They have some decent Y-Y-A, quarterbacks. Y.A. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Y.A. Tittle. Something. Yeah. Something like that. I, I'm I'm sorry. No disrespect to one of the greatest. Rohan just disappeared on us. No disrespect to one of the greatest quarterbacks for 49ers history. But as old as I am, I'm not that old. Uh, So we'll have Rohan help out back up in a minute. But, yeah, the 49ers, man, they're breaking records. Uh, left and right, there's like a, a huge amount of them. And it's not just Brock Purdy. I'll get, I have one uh, that I'll bring up later, but I want to get Rohan's take on what else is what else are we looking at from a record-breaking standpoint? Yeah, I mean, you talk about that one. That's kind of a single-game one. If you kind of look, though, at a very recent one, right, one that was broken very, very recently, you talk about completion percentage. And completion percentage is something, you know, that can be skewed. Because when you look at a single statistic, right, you can think, okay, there's reasons that this is elevated or, like, you know, de-escalated. Completion percentage drops can factor in. The yards per attempt can factor in. Different elements, how far you're throwing the ball down the field. But one thing with Brock Purdy is he's throwing the ball down the field and completing at a high rate. He just completed his seventh straight game with 70% of uh, completion percentage or higher. He is now the fourth quarterback in NFL history to have seven straight games with 70% of his passes completed in, in, in a seven-game stretch um, when you look at it. And when you think of the competition that Brock Purdy is facing in that category, it's some of the best savants in the NFL when it comes to accuracy and things like that. Drew Brees, Joe Montana, and then Sam Bradford, the outlier as well. He's in there. So you got three other guys, but Brock Purdy has completed passes at a high rate now in this last few in in this last stretch and i think that that's another important thing to know and i don't know if this is a record but it sounds like it would be as well but brock pretty has four of four i believe of the highest i think it's four four of the highest um qbr ratings uh this mm-hmm. year out of all yeah. the, all, all quarterbacks he has four of them uh which is also phenomenal do you have any other records for brock yeah i mean you talk about um some other stuff that happened this season Earlier in the year, he threw for three touchdown passes, um, I believe, and 140. Talk about that QBR, or talk about QBR passer rating. He had 140 uh, passer rating. By the way, the the perfect passer rating is 158.3. So he had 140. He is the first or second quarterback, I believe, to have three touchdowns, multiple games with three touchdowns and 140 passer rating, joining Kurt Warner in there. And then another one is he's the first quarterback in NFL history to have a pass rating of 95 or higher in each of his first six career starts. Now I don't vault, you know, I don't value the pass rating quarterback rating as much as mm-hmm. other people do, but nonetheless, it's an important stat when you consider the, the category that Brock Purdy is in and the competition that he's facing. When you are saying, you know, we're just throwing this out there. It's his first year and he's first of all time, right? Of all time in that in that regard yeah and then i have a couple here that i want to share with you guys in regards to the season he's having 
uh, completion percentage. He's tied with Joe Montana. This is 49ers franchise quarterback records. Uh, so Steve Young has the highest completion percentage in the season. He played 15 games, I believe, in 1994. Uh, 70.3 was his completion percentage. Joe Montana in 1989 had a 70.2. Right now, Brock Purdy has 70.2. So right now, he's tied with Joe Montana for the second highest completion percentage in a game, or excuse me, in a season with four games left. It'll be interesting to see if he could pass Joe Montana in that record and possibly catch Steve Young. You're talking about 0.1 of a percentage point. So he's right there really close. If he finishes strong, he might pass Steve Young and Joe Montana for the highest completion percentage in a season, which is phenomenal. Also right now, the highest yard per game, like a lot of people say that, you know, the greatest season, most yards in a season was Jeff Garcia, but I broke it down further. I wanted to look at per game because, you know, that's a 16 game season. I think he played 16 games Garcia that season. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but now it's a 17 game season. So people are like, oh, it's a 17 game season. He should break that record. But I broke it down yards per game. And if you look at it yards per game in that 2000 season where Jeff Garcia set the franchise record for most yards in a season, he was averaging 267.37 yards per game. Whereas Brock Purdy right now in 2023 is trending 273 yards per game. So if he continues at this trajectory, he's going to break Jeff Garcia's record for most passing yards in a season. And, and not just in a season, you know, you can't compare 17 to 16, but per game he's doing it, uh, which is phenomenal as well. And then one more, Rohan, and then I'll let you share any other ones you have. But touchdowns per game, that's the one thing where Brock needs to improve. I think he's top five for franchise quarterbacks and touchdowns per game. Steve Young has that record of 2.4, uh, and then he also has the 2.18. So, yeah, those top two seasons. But Brock, Brock Purdy's trending right now 1.94, which is still really good. Uh, but I think he's top five in that category. I want to get your take on on those records I share with you and, and see if you had any others. Oh, you're muted, my friend. Yeah, I think the one you brought up was one that I had on my mind. You specifically talked about the passing yards per game and him breaking the franchise record because it has changed. The landscape of the NFL has changed with 16 games, 17 games. But it's still important to note that if it was still a 16-game season, Brock Purdy would still be the leader. And the cool thing is he's likely going to get a chance to blow Jeff Garcia's number out of the water with another game. Currently, Mike Bryan said he's on a trajectory of, or he's averaging 273 yards per game in the air. That puts him on a trajectory to throw for 4,600 yards. Can you imagine a 49ers quarterback with the statistic of 4,600 passing yards in a season right next to him? I know we've had greats. When when you consider the magnitude of that, right? When we when we had Jimmy Garoppolo, we were begging for four thousand yards, right? Let alone four thousand six hundred yards, and even in some of the longer game seasons as well. But with Brock now, you're going to have you know the opportunity for that. I think he breaks the franchise record regardless. Um, but per game average as well, he could break that record. He's on trajectory to do so right now, and I think that that would be pretty impressive as well. And so. That's the one that I think a lot of people will be looking for because when you talk about quarterbacks and breaking that record, the number one thing people point to is passing yards, passing yards per game. Right now, Brock Purdy, he's on trajectory to do that. Here's another one, and BNA makes a joke, and but it's actually another one. Since they've the NFL has transitioned to 17 games per season, which is what, two years ago? Uh, mm -hmm. This is the third year. There's been no quarterbacks for the 49ers to play all 17 games. 
So that's another one, and that's a huge one. That's so crucial for the success of this team. That's why they're having so much success. He's joking, not really joking about Sam Donald. I feel him. I don't want to see Sam Donald start, but one of the main factors, the reason why the 49ers are so healthy, these are so successful this year is because, one, the stellar play of Brock Purdy, and two, he's been healthy all season. I'm a knock on wood for you superstitious people out there, uh, but that has been fantastic. And if he can play 17 full games through the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, I mean, this is uh, one of the top seasons, uh, not only in 49ers history, but NFL history. Really hoping that that is the outcome to this season. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, when you talk about this specific stat, zero stats from Sam Darnold, when you go back to the beginning of the season, I'll fully admit that I was one of the people who said it and that you didn't know exactly how the 49ers would end up. You might have docked their 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 standings by one game because you expected a backup quarterback to play in at least one game. That's been the trend, I believe, since 2014, you know, where at least a, the starting quarterback has missed at least one game or they've played multiple quarterbacks. And so I agree with you. I do not want the prospect of Sam Donald starting a game in my mind, even when Brock was going through that cold stretch. I like I didn't I didn't think the 49ers had a choice other than write it out because Sam Donald is not a guy who you want starting football games for you. I don't believe that, yeah. that that that's the case. There's a reason that he is where he is right now. And kudos to him for, you know, still managing to have a pretty solid career um financially. But overall, there's a reason that Brock Purdy is where he is, and it's a good sign both on the 49ers part for keeping him healthy, but both on as well as his part, you know, his ability to move out of the pocket. That's something that's been well-regarded and likely has probably saved him from a few sacks and potentially even a few injuries in that case. 13 games strong so far this season and going well. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. As well as, yeah, when you consider that it's a lot of Brock, it's, it's not like his offensive line is doing him any favors outside of Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. He's protecting himself by being able to move around and being aware. There's been a couple of blown uh, blocking assignments this year that are a little bit concerning. We saw one against the Eagles again. You know, that's how Brock got hurt last year. We saw it in that Eagles game. I don't know if people noticed that, but mm -hmm. there was a blown blocking assignment. Hassan Reddick in the beginning, that's how he got his um, sack on Brock Purdy. So 49ers need to continue to do it. Kyle needs to do uh, That's one area of improvement where he can, you know, just in general, this team needs to improve their offensive line to protection for Brock Purdy. But Kyle needs to really dial in on on protection and scheme with the guys he has. Right? You got Colton McKibbins. You can't leave him on an island. You got to do what you got to do to protect him. Whether you're having another a tight end in there to help or a running back, somebody's got to help out Colton McKibbins against elite pass rushers. And there have been several sacks this year. If you look at Brock Purdy's sacks, I would wager a third of them uh, just by watching the film. At least a third of them are straight up missed blocking assignments and that comes right. down to kyle and it comes down to brock um you know obviously there's you know maybe the running back missed maybe the tight end missed maybe the the offensive lineman missed their assignments and messed up but ultimately it comes down to kyle scheming that up as well as brock pretty recognizing it and making adjustments before he hikes the ball no definitely i think that's a good point and i think that that's a reason when you look at sack rate wow uh, that Brock Purdy doesn't have that high of a sack rate right now, right? I mean, you talk about uh, the way that the 49ers... Uh, I believe he's 18th, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like the 49ers have a elite offensive line. I do think that they are improved. I do think they are underrated just because I think the value of a majority of the group outweighs the issues of a small portion of the group. But I think, I mean, 
you I didn't expect them to necessarily be 18, but when you look at it, it's primarily due to Brock Purdy's ability to you know evade pressure when it's there, but also the way you've been able to scheme things up offensively to potentially you know get the ball out quick and things like that. I do want to note something not necessarily record breaking, but a trend that I've noticed over the last four five, well now five games since the uh, since the 49ers have come out of the bye, there's been something in Brock Purdy's game that has kind of been lingering, and it's intriguing to note because it doesn't usually go with what we've seen from the 49ers with the way that they pass the football. That is Brock Purdy's time to throw. When you look at the last few weeks, dating ahead of this game, or in the first, sorry, the first eight weeks, eight, nine weeks of the season, where Brock Purdy, um, you know, the first half of the year, Brock Purdy's time to throw is 2.54 seconds, a top 10 mark in the NFL. The last few weeks, 3.07 seconds, 3.1 seconds, 3.42 seconds. And then this past weekend, he had 2.7 seconds, all well above his uh, initial season mark. What does that tell me? It tells me Purdy, one, is feeling a lot more comfortable. Two, the offensive line is protecting a little better. And three, Purdy is finding different ways to create plays off script. I think that this has all contributed to the 49ers being able to have an even more dominant offense. And, I mean, if you just even point to this last game, you talk about some of those throws, the the Purdy bomb to IU, uh, the Purdy bomb to even to Debo Samuel, right? There was one where he's going off script and he's been able to create those. I think that's something that's important to note and impressive from Brock this year. And another one, man, I, you know, I don't know if you have any more for Brock, but I have another guy that I, I want to mention as well. Go for um, it. Yeah. So, so Fred Warner uh, is now in, in the record books. He's the first uh, linebacker for the 49ers to reach 100 tackles for his sixth consecutive season. He's the first linebacker to do that since uh, Derek Smith did it five times um, for the 49ers. So uh, that's a tremendous. I think a lot of times we focus on offense and quarterback, and, you know, rightfully so. That's what everyone wants to talk about. But Fred Warner is out there doing amazing things. I believe he's also one of the only people in the NFL that has like 100 tackles. What is it? 100 tackles, um, a forced fumble, uh, a fumble recovery, and interception, something like that. There's some record also that he's he's one of two in the NFL right now. He's having a whole pro year. He He's having a defensive player of the year type of year. He should be in that conversation. I don't know if he is, but he should be. What's your take on Fred Warner's record-setting year and as well as um, do you think he um, – you know, is is having a defensive player of the year worthy year? Oh, you're muted, sir. There we go. My bad. I think it's tough when you talk about defensive player of the year overall. Why? Because when you look at where the award goes to, it's flash, right? It's flash. The only time where really a non-edge rusher is going to win or a non-D tackle is going to win it is when someone has a bunch of interceptions. That's why it's tough to name Fred Warner as a defensive player of the year, which is why when you look at the award that kind of dictates how well Fred Warner played, it's first team all pro. Is he the best linebacker in the game? And I think that he's well on his way to another first team all pro. I remember when I was looking at interviews the other day and a guy asked Roy Greenlaw, you know, do you think this is Fred Warner's one of Fred Warner's best years, if not his best year? And it's tough to really compare Fred Warner's best years just because there have been so many good ones stacked upon another. And he's a guy where you don't really look at statistics to ultimately dictate how well he's played that year. It's just his impact on the field, his presence and coverage, his ability to you know set the tone for games. And so I, I do think that when you talk about Fred, 
there's a reason he is all pro threat because he's the best linebacker in the game. I think he's setting himself up to potentially get that uh, again. And I also think when you just take a step back, look in hindsight, who's Fred Warner compared to for, you know, as he entered his prime, the guy who he got big contract money with, Darius Leonard, known as Shaquille Leonard now. One player's in the midst of his five-year deal. The other player just got cut. It's kind of kind of kind of intriguing to see the, the two different storylines for players that were compared to another one another and considered as the two all pros of the position. So uh Thomas is saying that Fred's not even on the board for defensive player of the year. Who would you have as defensive player of the year? I think um I was looking at this the other day, and I think that when you talk about defensive player of the year, like I said, it likely usually gravitates towards the sacks kind of category and things like that. Now, I do know Khalil Mack is the guy who leads the league in sacks right now, which is intriguing because that team, quite frankly, sucks um, with the LA Chargers. But there have been a few guys. I know TJ Watt is really up there. He has 14 sacks. I would assume that he's in the running. The other guy who I uh, comes to mind, um, Max Crosby, although I don't know if he's going to be able to win it with the way that they play. Uh, with the, the, the way that their record is. Um, mm-hmm. But TJ Watt is the guy who probably comes to mind this year with the way um, he's played so far. Good year for him. Yeah, another guy who's breaking records, man, CMC. He obviously, he tied the record for most uh, consecutive games with a touchdown. I need to check. I should have, again, I've been so busy, guys, I apologize. But I, I know he's close to breaking Roger Craig's record for most um combined yards from scratch. yeah oh, oh yeah uh, that one yeah yeah i believe he is um so i need to double check but i think he's right there as well so what you're seeing here rohan is multiple records being broken by this team um mm-hmm. not only like as a franchise but also nfl records um and this is a, t- a franchise that has four super bowls go back into the 90s with some of the greats great hall of famers what does this tell you about this team all these records being broken, they're doing things that have never been done before uh, in this franchise or in, in the NFL. What does that mean for this team? I think it's really cool. And I actually, funny enough, wrote an article not on records, but on something that talks about the cohesion of this unit, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. It's the infusion of talent when you mix it together is what makes this team so special. I, I was. I wanted to research. I wanted to look at the statistics and also the film that backed up how well this offense has worked since coming out of the bye week. If you look at our offensive weapons, we we should have four 1,000-yard weapons this year when you mm-hmm. talk about from scrimmage. Debo Samuel's currently in 900. Ayuk and McCaffrey have already broken it. George Kittle's at 810. Those guys, all four of them, right? When's the last time you could really say all four of them have had a strong year together? I know McCaffrey's uh, recent, right? But Ayuk's broken out the last two years. Last year, Debo had a down year. Um, mm-hmm. Kittle, you know, you've seen some strong years from him, but last year wasn't as strong of a year. Some injuries he's battled uh, over the course of his career and things like that. But to mm-hmm. see all four work together, you kind of yeah. didn't expect anticipate this from a 49ers offense where you've been accustomed to the run first scheme you've been accustomed to all sorts of different things it's the 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 volume and the just the outlook of the offense has changed this year it's accustomed to really helping out or not helping out but targeting all four of these different guys i think that that's kind of led to a widespread offensive attack and really the, the fluidity of at the pace at which san francisco has played i think that's kind of the impressive part going back to your question about 
um, you know, how the players have played together and really how these records are kind of being broke to get broken together. I think mm-hmm. that's what makes this team when you talk about unstoppable or elite factor or things like that, that's the reason for it. It's because they're all cohesively working together at such a high pace. Yeah. You know, and then real quick, uh, Jerem brings up, there's no talk of bland for Dallas for deep point. Yeah. That that's a good, that's a good point. He's man. Yeah. He's there. He's got to be there. He's got to be there. Um, yeah. No, back to what we were talking about, man. So here's my argument though. Here's what makes me say that. I mean, I've been back and forth on this. Like, should it be CMC? Should it be Brock Purdy? Should it be Dak Prescott? Who gets the MVP award? But I don't think with the record you just brought up, which is the first time I believe since Peyton Manning did it with the Colts in 2000 and I want to say four. It was a long time ago. Um, that was the last time that a team has had four 1,000 yard players uh, on the same team. So the difference though, here's my argument for MVP now. Because of all this happening, this doesn't happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. It, he had six years. This doesn't happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw Traverius Ward on Eric Armstrong's show talking about what they did in the Super Bowl to defend the 49ers, what their game plan was. And it really wasn't mind-blowing at all. They said they wanted to put the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, that, put the game on the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the game plan. That was the game plan for six years. This doesn't happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy is making this happen. Yes, he's on an amazing offense with a great play caller. He has some of the best, if not the best, weapons in the NFL. I agree with all of that. Um, and I understand the impact that CMC has had on this team. It's been tremendous. I don't think you have the same team without him. But if you take Brock Purdy out of this and Jimmy G's your quarterback or Sam Darnold, these these things don't happen. Yes, they probably still win you know, 11, 12 games this year. But they, the, the way they're winning, they're blowing teams out. I wanted to run this by you too because I don't know if you know this or saw this, but I did the calculations. Uh, shout out to whatever the gentleman's name is. I took some of his statistics and then reverse mathematicized, if that's a word. Probably not. Uh, what's his name? Nick Wagner. Yeah, so Nick Nick Wagner put out the statistics of how many um, passes and his success or whatnot in the fourth quarter for Brock Purdy. So I was able to take that, subtract it by his total passing attempts, and calculate, uh, you know, if – if Brock Purdy passed at the same rate that he does in the first three quarters, if he did that for four quarters, uh, and the reason he doesn't do that for four quarters is because they're blowing teams out and they're running the, the clock down in the fourth quarter. But the rate at which he's passing, if he passed all four quarters like he has in the first three quarters all year long, that's he's on pace to pass. He would He would be on pace to pass 31 times per game, which is a lot more than what we ever saw from Jimmy Garoppolo as well. So one thing I wanted to see, and one thing I, I complained about during the skid is, yes, Brock Purdy was turning the ball over, but if you looked at his overall numbers, they're fantastic. And I was like begging Kyle Shanahan, please pass more. His numbers are good. We need to turn up the attempts. And he, I, I have to double check and compare before the skid or during the skid and afterwards. But I feels to me when watching it that the passing attempts for the through the first half or in the first three quarters have gone up. And when I did the math on it, 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 it's definitely more than what we've seen in previous years, 31 passing attempts per game. If uh, he had to pass through all four quarters. And again, he's not doing that because they're smashing teams. And by the fourth quarter, they're trying to run the clock out. But I want to get your take on that uh, statistic that I ran. Yeah. I mean, something that I consistently see floating in Twitter is Brock Purdy somewhere in the twenties in pass attempts. Number four, top five, you know, top three 
and pass yards. And I think that that's just the way the 49ers offense works. I, I don't have a, I, I don't have an issue at all with the way the 49ers are running their offense now. And I think you bring up a great point. I mean, he's passing for some of the most pass attempts we've seen, right, in recent history, at least from a 49ers quarterback. I think that that's something that's important to note. And also, when you look at the maybe the lack of pass attempts, I don't think pass attempts is the best way to dictate what the 49ers are doing for two reasons. One, Brock Purdy passes at 9.9 yards per attempt. It's getting a first down nearly every attempt, which means the 49ers are moving the ball down the field a lot more, so they have less plays to potentially, you know, work in between the chains. And then on top of that, you have the run game that you do. But more importantly, 49ers have beaten team, beaten the crap out of teams. I mean, they, they're up at the end of games where they don't have to throw the football. And so I think when you look at all of it, it's still very impressive that Brock Purdy is top five and top three in passing guards this year. And in those kind of statistics, you know, passing completion and things like that, I think it's pretty impressive that he's up there. I think it's it's a testament, I think, to Kyle Shanahan's growth. I know we spoke about this maybe three weeks ago. You talked about, have you noticed a change in check Kyle Shanahan? You attributed it to Brock Purdy. You're absolutely right. And I think that this is the this is the exact topic about it, the exact debate about it, because Kyle Shanahan with Brock Purdy at quarterback, finally a guy who he believes can unleash his full offense has let it go. I mean, you've seen everything in there. And I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan didn't let it go under Jimmy Garoppolo. The deep shots were there. Garoppolo didn't take them and things like that. But you've fully seen what Kyle Shanahan's offense could be, the actual result, the actual production. And I think that's important to note with Brock Purdy at the helm. Yeah, and I think you see it in Kyle Shanahan, man. He seems a little less irritable this year. He seems more relieved, more relaxed. He's not as snarky with the press. Um, you know, outside of a few moments here and there, but he seems to be a, a different Kyle Shanahan. The offense is definitely different, and the difference is, yes, we, he has all these weapons, and CNC is fantastic, but Brock Purdy is the reason why they're able to open up the offense. Before, you know, even Brock Purdy came out the other day. I think he was on KMBR, and he was being interviewed, asking him about his deep ball game, right? And uh, he said he basically, this is new to him. And that's why I noticed last year, I think last year I said he was two for, I believe he was two for six, 33% with an interception over 30 yards. This year he's like 17 for 22, something crazy like that. So he's out there killing it. Uh, and he's been the difference maker. So I could see him being the MVP on, on this team. I, it makes sense to me. Um, Rohan, real quick, I got blue magic backstage, but I want to ask you this question. I ask you this every week, I think. And I wanted to get you your opinion now because I'm more, I'm pretty damn confident now. And I know you, you haven't been, do you think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year? Again, I think I'll probably relate to what I said last week. Last week I said, I would, uh, uh, what do you call it? I didn't think they would. And I mm -hmm. think that it would come down to really, I think the Super Bowl favorite is going to come down to week 16. I think the Baltimore Ravens right now are the Super Bowl favorites out of the AFC. I think they have by far the most complete team and some elite coaching on both sides. I think they, they've had some really good coaching on both sides. I think that's the one that it's going to come down to because, well, it's at Levi's too, but you win that game, you just beat the Super Bowl favorite or, you know, the perceived one of the, one of the two, you know, you, the Super Bowl runner-up and Super Bowl favorite. I think that game is likely going to be kind of what, Tell, what tell what gives me the best tell of how I can be this season? The moment I'm very curious to see how it goes. Predicted at the beginning of the season that the 49ers wouldn't win the Super Bowl. Now has my confidence shifted? Absolutely. I think Brock Purdy's play 
Because the number one thing when we came into the season was the biggest question mark is Brock Purdy. We have, what, six, seven games of a sample size. Sure, you can predict what you want to predict. But based on the sample size specifically that we saw, there were flaws, inherent flaws. Brock Purdy has cleaned those flaws up. He is a complete quarterback right now, um, you know, and he's utilizing everything to his skill set. And so if his ascension can lead to a Super Bowl, you know, opportunity sooner than later uh, or, you know, in, in this year, I think the 49ers have a good chance to take it away. But I think it ultimately will come down to that week 16 game. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you have to leave or you want to stick around with Mr. Blue no, Magic? I can stay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, I'm going to ask everyone to hang in there with me because I wasn't prepared for that. So let me let me edit something real quick and get that uh, taken care of so you guys can – we can do that. There we go. That's simple. Maybe I was more prepared than I uh, thought. Hey, All right. This should, <laughs> this should be good. All right, Mr. Blue Magic, what's up, man? What's popping? Yo, Brooklyn in the building. You already know. <laughs> nice to see so, you, man. Good to have you here. So the reason I said in the comments <clears throat> that I wanted Rohan to stay for a second, you know, I, you know, Ro, I know you just, you know, had the had the little surprise mother's mother's birthday thing. Shout out to that. Like, you know, we gotta love the people that we have before they gone. But I wanted to give Rohan his flowers. Mm-hmm. I've been preaching Rohan for 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 a pretty long time. <clears throat> and and because Rohan doesn't have a like super outward personality or you know he doesn't have outlandish takes and and so forth and so on. Rohan's knowledge mm-hmm. was so it flies under the radar so much. Yeah, not my radar. That's why he's here every Thursday. Yeah, I get, but I feel you. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's something beautiful as a as a forty two year old forty ers fan who has been through a lot of the things that newer forty ers fans have not witnessed. When I hear Rohan, when I hear you, and I hear Vish. And and I see and, and I and I see the passion for the game. I, I and not even just in in the 49ers community, but just the overall game, the students that you guys are, the way you 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 know you 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 do your due diligence through school and work and 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 putting that whole balance together and the level-headedness. You know, I'm I'm one of those who I don't have hot takes, but I don't have popular takes because I don't, I, I try to take my heart out of it as much as I can and be rational. And you know, most, most, most fans don't like that, you know, until Jimmy left, you know, we had, we, we had a whole bunch of our community like, yeah, he's the greatest. Like he's, mm-hmm. and we all knew he wasn't. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to start. My appearance would give a Rohan his flowers, and for everybody in the chat, we already know you 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 supply you you subscribe to the G, or else you wouldn't be here. But do me a favor, man. I, even if you don't agree with the stuff I be talking, you gotta agree with this, man. Go give Rohan a follow. Go subscribe to his channel. Go hit the boy up on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Cause yeah, man, yeah. show sure doing it. 
Yeah, man. I appreciate you pointing that out. Rohan, you got anything uh, you want to respond with? No, I just got to say, I'm um, really appreciating, you know, um, you know, in, in this business, especially, it's really fun for me just because I'm young. And as you know, the game progresses, I'm able to watch the game and just try and learn as much as I can. Like you said, all of, for me, this is just about being a student, trying to, you know, understand something and talk about something that I love. And the most important thing to me is that's why I like these shows. It's the conversation, the communication that you can have with somebody else about football, right? Ryan does a phenomenal job every week hosting these shows and kind of getting them, you know, not only for us two to talk, but also for the chat to kind of have an insightful conversation. And so it's just about that. Really appreciate it, though. I mean, uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, take that take that to heart. Right on, Ro, man. I appreciate you, dude. And uh, thanks, Mr. Blue Magic, for pointing that out. I'm going to I'm going to get the the show finished with Mr. Blue. But uh, again, I, I'm not sleeping on him. That's why he's here every Thursday. Uh, make <laughs> sure you guys all like and subscribe to to Rohan as well. Thank you, Ro. Thank you. Y'all have a good Thursday. All right, buddy. All right, man. That was great, man. Thanks for uh, giving the man his flowers. I think he deserves it. I think you're right for that, man. And good to have you back. It's New York, New York, we back. You know, we <laughs> whether it's on X, whether you know, what I mean, it's a quick text or whatever. Whether I'm just watching the show, you know, like I the same thing with Rohan. I, I caught you off of off of Grant, and I see, I seen I seen the success coming, and I'm 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 proud of you for not only the not only the content creator, you know aspect but you know the family man changing lives and all that like you already know like i you, you know where i'm from so to see yeah. any make it about a certain situations that we were in certain mindsets we was in you know i'm always salute the g why y'all think right. yeah i appreciate it man yeah yeah no i wasn't always this uh you know i was at a good heart i think it's just i, I you know there's a time in my life where i was kind of I just didn't really have a, a reason to, 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 to do, to do what I'm doing now, basically. And I started having kids and I was like, man, you need to get your act together, man. And, uh, focus on the right things. And ever since I started having kids at about 21 years old, I've been on the grind and I've, you know, I've learned it took me a few years to fully get into the right mindset. Um, but it's paid off, man. I'm 44 now. And, and, uh, honestly, man, surprised that, uh, where I've been able to take take this everything I've been doing, um, and I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about just just providing for my family and providing a good life for them. And I and I, and I told you this before. You know, I, I love it when you take time away from, you know, what I mean, you know, just a little time away from what we come for, like you know, the Niners, the games. You know, when we when we smack up on Philly and we gotta, you know, what I mean, we gotta let them yeah. know quick. But I, I I love the fact that you bring. You 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 also add life knowledge, like that's why I'm a always like, no matter what I'm a, I'm a, I'm a always be a supporter of the G. Yeah, I appreciate I you, man. I appreciate. It. Yeah, we're gonna honestly. My my long term goal is to build this channel up to a certain level. I think in my head the number is like twenty thousand subscribers. Once I get there, we're gonna be talking about you know not only 49ers. I'm probably gonna add some NBA, some some MLB, but also a lot more of the life stuff, a lot more entertainment stuff. Try to get more guests from all facets uh of entertainment and just uh you know entrepreneurship you know just kind of build this channel but really with the way the algorithm is set up you kind of have to focus in your growth stage uh, yeah. so that's kind of what i'm doing right now 
doing is sprinkling it in a little bit and, and you know what I'm saying? Get people more gay. Man, yo, I'm from New York, home of the hustlers. Y'all better yeah. y'all start paying attention when the boy drop jewels. Whether you don't like certain takes or certain verbiage, man, you you can't you 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 can't dispute knowledge. And I gotta honestly, there's a lot more I want to share with people. It's just uh you know, there's a time and a place and we'll get there. We'll get there. And one thing I really want to do, man, is interviews. I like, I love interviewing. Like I go on Grant's show and I go on Jesse's show and I enjoy that being a guest, but I actually like this, this role better because I can ask and learn and like decipher conversations and try to get more out of people. And my goal is to interview people that have, that I look up to, to, and not, not really celebrities. I don't really look up to celebrities, just people that have achieved things that I want to achieve or that other people want to achieve. I just want to dive in and just soak all that knowledge up. So that's another goal of mine for this channel long term. Student of the game of life. Got the respect. Yeah, man, uh, that's been, uh, you know, honestly, that's why uh, I always like talking to you because we could talk about these things. Let me ask you a question before we dive into this Niner stuff. I got a question where I've been asking people. I want to know when you're not like talking 49ers. When you're not out coming on YouTube people's channels or on X or TikTok doing Niner stuff or whatever you, you, you do for football, what are you doing? You know what? <clears throat> I love that question. So I, <laughs> I I host, organize, and promote adult events. Like that's my main that's my like main what? what kind of events? Adult. Uh, adult <laughs> events. All right. Well, let's keep pushing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I feel you. We'll talk more about it. I'm, I'm interested in that, but, uh, you know, the, it's too early in the morning probably for, for that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I don't know if you watched. Did you catch the first half of the show, me and Rohan? No, I actually I actually just got out of a meeting, but, you know, I'm going to catch it on replay. But, you know, shoot whatever it is and we can breeze through it. I yeah, so I, we just laid out like 30 minutes of records, basically. The 49ers, Brock Purdy, 49ers, Christian Caffey, Fred Warner, Kyle Shannon. The oh, records that were breaking. Records? I, I was coming on because, I mean, you know, we usually, everybody usually tune in the blue to hear his his whole quarterback take. But I, I, that's, that's, that's one of the things that I was going to bring up today. Fred Warner is, is actually setting records. Yeah. Fred Warner, yeah, I brought that up. We talked about it. Yeah, he's he's setting records out here for he's the number one linebacker in 49ers history with six consecutive 100 yard 100 tackle seasons. And I believe he's the sec. Oh man, I can't. I don't know where I put my notes, but he's he's like the the second the second linebacker with with a with a statistic in a certain amount of tackles, sacks, yeah. forced fumbles, interceptions. Like yeah, we we. Fred Warner doesn't get enough credit. I mean, you'll hear around the league and from from media here and there that you know he's arguably the best linebacker in the game, and it's just it's like an an afterthought mention. But because Fred is not, he doesn't give you like super wild plays every game or multiple times a game, and just like the MVP race, we 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 understand it's become a quarterback award. The defensive player of the year award has potentially, you, you know what I mean? It's it's basically become a quarterback sacks award. Mm -hmm. It's edge award. 
unless you're just like an amazing D tackle or or inside, you know what I'm saying, lineman, and you're just getting to the quarterback ridiculously. So it's it's hard, even when it comes to corners, because a wild play is getting in the, getting an interception. The way Fred maneuvers all across the field in coverage in the run game rushing a passer whether he gets there or not but just making making it easier for linemen at times with the pressure that he brings on blitz it's it's fred has been amazing and i've watched the the patrick willis's the navarro bowman's the the bryant young i've seen like that 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 cream of the crop and fred warner is definitely a generational talent. you know you know who who fred reminds me of hmm. and and not getting talked up as much as he should tim duncan hmm. tim Be- duncan tim duncan was mr fundamental he didn't really give yeah. you emotion it wasn't a bunch of flash mm-hmm. when you when you sit back and you actually look at the game itself then you're like oh yeah tim duncan one of the greatest power forwards ever but <laughs> off of name and flash and, and hype and mystique yeah they're not mentioned you know it's funny about tim duncan I'm, I'm i'm a i'm a fan of tim duncan i respect what he's done i didn't like watching him because of those reasons you laid out it's just like it's very fundamental and successful and it works and it's great but it's like come on man it's like watching john stockton uh, you know play or something like that yeah because they do the right thing but there's no there's no flair on it there's no swag on it but yeah, no, back to your point, Fred Warnerman, I feel like he should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, but he's not. Um, I don't know why that is, um, but he's not really in that conversation at all. Come a, 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 edge, a edge award. Yeah, you're right. It's like the MVPs become quarterback, Defensive Player of the Year is who's the most sacks, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and not, not even just the most sacks, but in a flashy way. Right, right. right. You got to have a celebration afterwards. He, well, you know, Fred is not like he's not known for being a, a super big aggressive hitter. But when he lays the wood, he doesn't give you the ah. He'll, you know, he'll flex on you. He'll stand on over you. He'll, you know, he'll get that face mask close to yours. But it's nothing that that like pops super out. There's no like signature celebration. There's no showing me the money crawling. So he's. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Fred definitely. Yeah, it's a lot more credit. Agreed, bro. All right, man. I want to get your take. Uh, somebody actually asked you a question, man. So let me let me just get your take. Um, I want to get your take on Brock Purdy. I think you and I saw things similarly last year. Obviously, he's playing differently this year to me. Not even close. And I, I'm I'm sold on Brock Purdy, especially this year. Now that I've seen he's able to attack downfield deep on a regular basis but i want to get your take on where you stand on how you see brock pretty right now all right chat y'all get ready because y'all know y'all 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 know this is y'all time to try to slay me so the same things that 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 we saw in brock purdy the only thing i'll, I'll disagree with you with is mm-hmm. he's doing them now brock is always he's what he's doing now i've seen I seen it last year as well. What it what it what it was is Kyle. 
you know, with, he, Kyle is coming off of the experiment that was Trey Lance, then being forced to go back to the underachievement that was Jimmy Garoppolo. And now he goes to, number one, a quarterback that he didn't draft, the last pick in the draft, Mr. Relevant, mm -hmm. so forth and so on. So last year, Kyle didn't trust Brock with certain with certain plays. And 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 my thing is this: for as much as we talk about how much Brock is pushing the ball down the field this year, he could have done the same thing last year. The difference is is what Kyle has been scheming up. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you, I think you're right, like in, in some degree, because well, here's the thing. He didn't do it in college to his admission, right? Last year, he went two for six, 33% over 30 yards with an interception. This year, he's doing it much more. And what you're saying is that it's Kyle, and it's probably because he's so used to calling plays for Jimmy Garoppolo. He had to earn, Brock basically had to earn that that confidence uh, that from Kyle. That's trust. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So now, now, now I'll dive in. I'll dive into the efficiency now. So <clears throat> we can use numbers to support our arguments, depending on what numbers we use. If we don't use them in context, it's easy to throw out a stat. But when you watch and, and truly pay attention, you'll understand why the stat is what it is. So we know Brock is not throwing as much as the upper echelon of the league. Well, let me, did you, you missed it this morning. I, I, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to throw out this out because I think a lot of people aren't thinking about it from this perspective. I, I posted this yesterday. So I did the math on it. If Brock pretty passed this through four quarters, the same amount that he passed through three quarters on, on average, right? Like if you look at the first three quarters for all his games, and you divide that number by three and then multiply it times four, that tells you how many he would be doing through all four quarters if he passed the same amount as he does through three quarters. And the reason why they don't do that is because every time they win, they're beating teams' ass, they're running out the clock in the fourth quarter. But if he was doing that, he would pass for 31 attempts per game. If you look at the first half, he's, he's closer to a trending 35 attempts per game. So they're actually passing a lot more than they are. It's just in the fourth quarter. They, they don't have to because they're already whooping the team ass. Well, I, see, see now, now that's what I have to agree with. Disagree. I have to agree with you, but disagree with you at the same time. We're passing more than we've passed in the past. Mm -hmm. But compared to the league. So we can do, we, like, like I said, we can use statistics to support, you know, a certain, a certain swing. So we can take in the hypothetical if we did the math for the three quarters and spread it out, but that's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a knock on Brock because we're blowing teams out and we don't have to pass, you know, later on in the game. But what's in front of me is in front of me, and that's, that's all I can go off of. So Brock is not passing as much. Number one, it's not our system. We're run first quick out team first. That's our identity. Mm -hmm. So that opens up everything down the field because you can't come into the game and not, we force teams to honor the run. We force teams to 
to honor the underneath. We force teams to honor the middle. And and when you know it's 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 crazy how when you just tell the truth, you know, you're either not a fan or you're against a person. I've never said that Brock wasn't a good quarterback. Like mm-hmm. I, I and and as much as as I, I give these these takes, I believe Brock is the is is, is right now outside of a handful of quarterbacks in the league. Out of 32 starting quarterbacks, there's only a handful of quarterbacks that I would take over Brock in this system, the way this team is run. And there there are elite quarterbacks that if I knew Kyle was not going to adjust his system and his scheme, I would not take them over Brock. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because I, I believe that because of be, because of what he doesn't do extremely well, he ex- overly excels in other aspects. Because the one thing, and 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 when we we can go back to Brock's college, his college career, it was the same thing, and it's one of the reasons why he slid the way he slid. So yes, he has Brock has had wow moments, you know, in college. He's he's mm-hmm. he's had these traits, but the same traits that people talked about in camp and so forth. He also had those same traits in college. Brock is a student of the game. Brock is a hard worker. It, it's it's like me. I'm not, you know, I'm not 6'1", I'm not 6'2", so forth and so on. And I played basketball and I played football in elementary, junior high school, high school and college. I always had to work extra hard because physically I didn't have as many traits as other players. The one thing I always, the one thing I relied on was my work ethic being, being underestimated for my size. I was, I am very strong for my size. If you just seen me in the streets, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand it. And my speed, my, my fastest 40 came in my last. What's your 40 time, man? What's your 40 time, bro? And, and, and and my my last my my last I think it was two months before my senior year in high school. I ran a four three four. Damn, that's fast, man. What'd you play? What position where did you play? I played running back, I played free safety, uh I returned punts, I returned kicks, and I was a gunner. Yeah, back then I remember you had to play like multiple ways. I did that when I was young too. And and but I had to, you know, I had to I had to overly excel because physically compared to everything else and, and just the way the game is, period. So like I grew up, I grew up and Barry Sanders is my favorite player of all times. Mm-hmm. Like because I couldn't I couldn't truck everybody. Yeah. I had to I had to work on being elusive. I played football, I played basketball, and I played soccer, which is actually football. But so how it, how does this apply to Brock? What do you what do you I guess I'm trying to understand what you're saying? Brock had to had to work harder at the things that he was great at because he didn't have a big arm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I can't throw the ball 60 yards down the field. So I have to make sure that I make everything count. That is why Brock is so precise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's, yeah. that's why he worked on putting it in 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 places. And Brock does have the ability. But the thing that gets me is we we make different arguments. We people talk about people moving the goalposts against Brock. I see more goalposts being moved for Brock. So in one turn, we'll we'll talk about how we have the best roster in the league. Brandon Ayuk is number one in separation. Debo, it doesn't matter how many is on him. Yada yada. Christian McCaffrey is super Swiss Army knife. He knife. He can do everything. Then we talk about how we have a genius play caller, uh, schemer, so forth and so on. Oh, he can scheme everybody open. So if when you when you when you take that into account. And once again, let me preface this by saying this is a not a knock on Brock. I think Brock is literally the perfect complement to the Kyle Shanahan offense. Mm-hmm. So when you take in that into account, Brock should be, he should have this type of, when he's already pretty damn accurate, his numbers should reflect this. Mm-hmm. If can't you can't double CMC. You can't double Debo. You can't double Ayuk. You can't double Kittle. It's only a it's only a certain amount of defensive players on the field. Well, now, I will say this. Let me let me jump in. I will say this. I I understand what you're saying. I think it's possible though that not only are those players great and does he have a great play caller, but he's also playing well. And I think that's the combination that we're seeing right now. Um, you know, it, it's you know it, it it's. It's he's a, playing well. He like if Jimmy G was here, if Jimmy G was here, this shit ain't happening. Now, oh, I'm oh, I'm glad you said that. So when you go back last year, and you look at you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's, and we all know I said Jimmy was trash from the time we got him from New England. Yeah, even in that five game stretch, I seen who Jimmy G was. Mm-hmm. I've always been on the Jimmy G is trash. We did the dumbest thing by giving him money. But once again, I'm also not going to not be truthful in, in what I see and how I see the team. When you go back and Jesse, Jesse put a tweet out. I think it was earlier this year or last year. And I had already looked up the numbers because I was on one of Jesse's calling shows. And we went we went through this before he actually sent the tweet out. And he told me, he's like, Yo, I was just about to send a tweet out like this. But if you look at Jimmy G's five full games with CMC and a healthy Niners offense, yeah, his numbers and Brock numbers were well, look, I'm gonna push back. I love this. I love this move, Mr. Blue Magic, because not we're disagreeing for the first this is good though. But I wanna I wanna push back on it. <laughs> Although the numbers are the same, what did you say earlier to me today? You can make numbers, prove any point you want to, right? But it's watching the game. And you and I both watch these games. And you know damn well that the things you're seeing from Brock Purdy, Jimmy G wasn't doing that shit, right? Jimmy G was dinking and dunking, but getting the same results. But Brock Purdy's making all the throws. And even if the numbers look same, it don't matter because we're watching the game and we can see the difference. But no, but the the only you you're absolutely right, and I, and I've I've said that I've said that myself. But when people say that, for me, Brock is bringing another element to the team mm-hmm. that I can give him. 
because Jimmy G, we already know Jimmy G could not throw down the field or outside the numbers at all. And he was a statue in the pocket. At all. Yeah. Brock, Brock does bring, and, and, and that's another thing. We, we're comparing, we're comparing Brock to, we're, we're putting him, we're, we're putting, pitting him against something that's always going to work in his favor, Jimmy G. So the only reason I brought up those numbers and the fact that the team was scoring 29 points a game in those games, mm-hmm. Jimmy G had not thrown an a, a, a interception in those games. It's, it's more so, and when I say things like this, it's, it's more so respect towards Christian McCaffrey than it is a slight against Brock. I think it's fair to say that Christian McCaffrey makes every quarterback better, you know? Uh, but I also think it, it, it's not – you and I both know that Brock's doing shit that Jimmy G could never have done, and, yes. and therefore it's opening up this entire offense. But see, now, right. now that's – now that's now that, that, that's, most, that's most of my point when I, when I get into Brock. We're we, we not supposed to be comparing him to – a backup quarterback. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't even I'm, I, you know, we just, I don't know how Jimmy got brought up, but what I'm saying is in general, I think what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy is he's given Kyle his whole playbook back. Yes, yeah. and I and I gave Kyle his flowers in, uh, after the Philly game because Kyle made the in-game adjustments that we've been dying for him to make. And mm-hmm. the reason is, and this is, so when people when people say, oh, well, Brock is elevating the team. Yes. Yes. But not in the sense that we that that people are trying to say. He's elevating the team because he's allowing Kyle to dig deeper into his bag. So let me ask you this. Do you agree with Cam Newton or what's your take on what Cam Newton said about Brock Purdy? I agree with Cam Newton. Now, y'all about to go crazy. Listen to the message before take that piece. When we pay, when we pay too much attention to the messenger, we lose the message. Now, is Cam bitter? Absolutely, because Cam is a and he believes that he's still better than more quarterbacks in the league today than he actually is. Just from a longevity standpoint, Cam, number one, you've been out the game for X amount of time. The game has evolved from when you were playing. Quarterback play mentally yeah. is on a different level. And, and Cam's biggest thing was his mental. Cam can play football, but he wasn't mentally strong enough to compete with the greats. So what I take what I take. Cam over Brock, if I was starting a team in their primes, yes. But I also would be putting an offense around Cam. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what with, with, with consider Brock pretty a game manager? And that's where the problem comes in at. Mm-hmm. Game manager. When we hear when we hear game manager, we think of someone, we think of a backup who the team just hasn't actually found a franchise quarterback. That's what people think. A game manager is a backup. Yeah. A game manager is just a serviceable quarterback. Brock is not a game manager. 
for 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 how much we want to we want to talk about Dak going Dak. Dak is not a game manager, right. but what Cam what Cam was trying to say, and and the same way people took the dink and dunk thing and ran with it, and even yeah. to, even 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 right now, I still hear people take that little shot, even though you said for this yeah. whole year, it's this, never gonna die. Probably, I, I'll probably I'll probably hear that for five six years. Yeah, and yeah, and and I no longer feel that because of the way the offense has changed and Brock's growth and progression. Mm-hmm. So Cam was talking about is the difference between being elite and being a very good quarterback or a server, you know what I'm saying? Or right. going a list. Like that, when I said Dink and Dunk was the inability to the, not having the arm strength to go deep. Now I was wrong about both, right? It was a wrong definition to call him Dink and Dunk in the first place, I think. That was really never my take. My take was that he doesn't have the arm strength to make those passes consistently, consistently because he never has. Uh, and now I was wrong about that too because obviously he can do it. Um, but yeah, the definition itself it, it was wrong. So I think you're, what you're saying is people are arguing about the definition of game manager, they have different opinions of what that means, and that's why they're taking it so critically. And, and when you look at and when you look at the year that 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 the league is in, quarterback play is down outside of literally Brock, yeah. Dak, yeah. and so. Look, my my boy Melvin asked this question, and you're bringing up the answer right now, right? He says, "Have we recently had this many MVT contenders around the league?" And the answer is no, because it's usually clear. There's usually one or two quarterbacks out there throwing for 5,000-plus yards, 40-plus touchdowns. We don't have that this year, and that speaks to what you're talking about right now. So if you want to expand on what you were saying. Yeah, so quarterback play is down. We 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 see it across the league. League play is down. League yeah. play. It, it, to be in, in all fairness, there's only, there's only one clear-cut team that is just like heads and shoulders over the rest and no matter who you are if you remove your heart if they're in a game against anybody you're inclined to pick them because they're the best team and that is the niners Mm -hmm. when ever when have we ever had a season where it 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 wasn't oh it's aaron Rodgers or it's patty mahomes or you know brett Favre, joe montana we've never had a year where these quarterbacks that weren't taken high in a draft, didn't have a large body of work, were on the top of the league. You know, Joe Burrows goes down. Um, yeah, Josh Allen's struggling. Mahomes Allen, ain't playing like himself. Patty yeah. Mahomes doesn't have receivers, so he's looking worse. Lamar Jackson loses um, Mark Andrews. You know what I'm saying? Justin Herbert looks like he that t- the Chargers look like they fell off a cliff and they don't yeah. know how play football so now you got Dak and Brock leading the, the NFL yeah, it's, and, yeah. it's it's foreign it's foreign to the eyes it, it's mm. it's almost unthinkable to speak like who would let's even take Brock out of it right who would have ever thought that we would be putting Dak Prescott in an MVP conversation Tua, yeah. who was on a who Miami was on the verge of drafting thinking of drafting another starting quarterback yeah Yeah. so when when cam is talking he's looking at the league and he's like this is what this is what we're producing this is what we're talking about we are we are we are literally talking about the mvp being in 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 legitimate consideration tyree kill or 
CMC. Who's your vote, by the way? Who's your vote? Putting Tyreek Hill, CMC in an MVP race when you have the likes of Josh Allen, when you have the likes of Pat Mahomes, when you have the likes of Joe Burrows, when we heard that Aaron Rodgers was going to a Jets team that that had some potential and they just that you know that leadership and maybe they can because QB play is down throughout the league. What I want to get your take though. Who's your vote? If you have a vote for MVP, who 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 do you give it to? It was CMC for me, clear cut until I seen Miami and when Tyreek went down. Mm-hmm. Miami runs through Tyreek. As much as as much as CMC is the catalyst. You know, he's the engine to our Ferrari. Tyreek Hill is the Ferrari. Everyone else is just passengers. That is the biggest distinction. I've seen I've, I've seen Pat Mahomes lose Tyreek Hill and still win a Super Bowl. I've seen Pat Mahomes, you know, miss Travis Kelsey a little bit and still be able to fight. You know, we've 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 seen we've seen what we what we look like without missing with missing Debo we missed Debo last year with Brock and Brock still did his numbers he still cooked yeah I've never seen a team lose one player and a drop-off be that great what about with Brock what if what if Brock I, fell off and you have Sam Donald at quarterback who how would the team look I now I and I must I must I must stick with this Sam Donald's trash but Sam Darnold has talent. He does. He 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 has talent. Sam Darnold can throw the football. Yeah, it's the he, mental. He's super wacky up here, and and he yeah. gets real timid. We would not look nowhere near as great as we look with Brock. But number one, with Kyle Shanahan and this roster, and the way the season has played on, and how bad other team like. We look good enough to where I honestly believe we'd only have maybe one or two extra losses if we started Sam Darnold the whole year. As great as our weapons are, and and that's what I and that's why I say, you know, I love I love giving Brock his flowers. I love it. I'm never gonna discredit great, good, very good play, elite play. I'm never gonna discredit that. And that's why I said Brock is not a game manager. That's what Cam got it wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I literally said, because of because of the attributes that Brock has, he's able to help the team because he's able for Kyle to dig deeper in his bag. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you, man. And I, I, also, yeah. I also have to keep it keep it a buck. We have, you know, don't call Kyle Shanahan a genius in one turn. Don't say he 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 scripts the best game plays game plans so forth and so on don't say how great christian mccaffrey is debo is kittle is so forth and so on and then turn around and say oh well yeah he has all of that but it's him nah it's not it's a it's a complete marriage the only the and and even when people and i've pushed back on brock with the whole missing players thing yes i do i i do believe that his play will you know dips when he's when he's missing key players but what people don't realize is when we lost Debo we didn't have Trent as well so I don't I don't put that on when people say 
oh, well, if Brock misses one player, it's da da da. No, you can't use that argument because we haven't seen him in that situation this year. This year, he missed his left tackle. Arguably the second most important piece of your offense behind the quarterback. That's your quarterback's blind side. Mm-hmm. The only per the, the only quarterbacks that the left tackle is not more important is left-handed quarterbacks because their blind side is, is on their right. So their right tackle is more important for them. But with our O-line, and now mind you, I also want to give credit to our O-line because our O-line has not been looking as bad as we as we believed and projected. Let, let me uh, jump on, on on the original point, though. And I, here's the thing. You, you, if Sam Donald was our quarterback, yes, we'd probably have close to the same amount of wins, maybe one or two less. But the, by the, the fashion of which we're winning and the confidence to which I would have going into the playoffs and potential to win a Super Bowl would be much lower. Like, I think Sam Donald, <clears throat> it, could he be the Cowboys if he, he had to play them like uh, Brock Purdy did? Maybe. He might beat him. He ain't beat him by 30, though. I think Brock is – I think what we have here and why I'm so excited about this season, man, is I agree with all your points about Kyle and all the, these weapons and skill players, but I also think Brock is playing at such a great level, man, that it's it, – you're right, it's a marriage, um, but it's elite. It, it's elite play. Um, you know, it, it may not be the cream of the crop, the best we've ever seen, but it's best in the league right now. And Brock's killing it. And I think, like you said originally, there's only a handful of players that I would want uh, to replace Brock Purdy right now um, on this team. I, I just think, you know, it's it's all these players. But I think <clears throat> the, the the problem I had with Cam Newton's comments is, like you said, he's not a game manager. He's, he's making off-script plays. He's throwing every ball, like, down the field, on the sidelines, uh, you know, off-script dumps off. He's scrambling. He's avoiding sack. He's avoiding pressure. He's seeing things that a lot of guys want to see that I'm pretty sure Sam Donald want to see. And although I think Sam Donald, let's say Sam Donald started this whole season, they'd probably have 11 wins to finish the year, 11, 12 wins probably. They could probably still do that with Sam Donald. But by the fashion of which they're winning, I think there would be a lot more turnovers. These games would be a lot tighter, a lot closer, and I wouldn't have that much confidence going into the Super Bowl like I do right now with Brock Purdy. And I want to get your take before we wrap up here on everything I just said. And shout out to Kevin real quick. Kevin says, uh, "Go Niners one game at a time." Thanks for being a member, buddy. I appreciate it. Go ahead. No, that's Go ahead. We definitely got. We we definitely can't overlook no more teams and look down the schedules no more. But um, I I I agree with you. I, I I agree with you, especially with the Sam Donald point, because because even even as much as Kyle praised Sam Donald, and we know Sam Donald can sling the rock. Sam Donald is not as great as Brock is. Sam Donald, to me, is not even as close. Like, it's not close with the underneath timing. Like, that's the thing. I believe more in Sam Donald's down the field, anywhere down the field, the middle, the sideline, the hashes. I believe in Sam's arm more Mm -hmm. than Brock's. But in order to get those is those are the things that make this marriage with Brock elite because Brock is able to boom, get it out and force the defense to press up. Yeah. 
So, so, so I, I totally agree. Brock Purdy is not a game manager. He, he, he does, he does aid Kyle in opening up everything. My, my, my pushback is, is un number one. It's unfair for us to keep, you know, putting this stuff on Brock because the team don't care. Like we do it because it's, it's cool for us as fans to go back and forth about these things. Mm-hmm. If we're being if we're being totally honest, and this is for me, I'm being totally honest. If this team, if if the team wasn't as stacked as it was, I don't think Brock would fail. But he, uh, to me, he wouldn't look elite. I mean, that's fair. I mean, good news for him and all of us is he does have these weapons. So we don't have to, we got him in this yeah. situation. And that's the yeah. thing that we should relish it. Yeah, man. And that's why I'm confident in this season, man. I feel like this is the most complete team that we've seen in a long time. One thing I want to say, man, is what I've enjoyed about this conversation with you today is even though we might like not necessarily disagree, but we have different views of things, right? Neither one of us get emotionally sensitive about it. So Oh, not- let, let this be an example to to some people out there who do get emotionally sensitive. Some of them, some of them are in the chat. You're personally insulting people because they have different opinions about sports. All we're here to do is have a good time having a discussion, you know, keep this discussion going so people can listen to it and form their own opinions and viewpoints. And, and it's, the- it's not something that should be an emotional reaction to get you angry about. Go ahead, not, not, not even just that, but I also it, and and like you said, it's not too much that we don't like. You know, we're not eye to eye right. on. But even even the fact that you know we aren't eye to eye on certain aspects of you know Brock and complimenting the team and who elevates and so forth and so on, we we've sat and listened to each other and not just already have in our head, nope, this is how I feel. I don't care what he says. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We 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 take the if you take the opportunity to listen to a message fully and digest it, yeah, it open your eyes up to some things. Listen to understand, not to you know you know you're trying to listen to understand. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to you're supposed to listen to understand and not hear to reply. Yeah, that's it, right? A lot of people just get dug in, and so so for those you know, like I'm not even gonna point you out, but if 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 you get emotionally reactive to this stuff and you want to insult people personally because they differ on a football opinion, I think you really need to take a deep look in the mirror and check yourself because it ain't that serious. We're all here for a good time. Football is entertainment. Uh, and- and, and I also tell I also tell y'all that because I always give out this invitation. I'm in Brooklyn. I travel to San Francisco. I travel to California. I travel to Inglewood. I travel to Compton. If you want to catch me at a Niners game, you want to catch me at a tailgate, and then say that. And I don't care if you six one. I don't care if you six two. I don't care if you X amount of pounds. I was in Rollway State Prison for six years. For six well, years, it ain't even that serious either. For you know what I'm no, saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, be be careful because you never know. Like, as 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 large as this world is, you never know who you're gonna bump into. Yeah, I think people just in general just need to be respectful and and not take it that serious, man. It, we're all adults here. Is it's dumb, but, but I will say, I really. uh 
appreciated you coming on the show, man. I always enjoy the conversations. Uh, you, uh, you're, you're good at it, man. So maybe we'll get you back on again. I know this is your second time. We'll get you back on a third time at another point of this season. Absolutely. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a Texas call away. Yeah, man. Well, right on, brother. At I pre just follow the channel. Subscribe to Ryan. Follow him on X. If you know, if you if, if you need to buy a house, my my guy is a my guy is a mortgage broker, real estate agent. If you need some solar panels, holler at your boy. He got all that, man. He got anything you need to get your get your foundation right. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm back on tomorrow with the coach. I'm not sure that about the time. Hopefully 9 a.m., but we'll see. Be back on tomorrow. Yeah, the coach is awesome. Catch coach on like a call-in show or something because I, 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 the same thing. Me and coach see eye to eye on so much, but I would love to dive into the things that we don't, you know, we're not here with because the coach is extremely intelligent. And I don't know if you shouted out your sponsor, but close it out with that. Get that for it. Yeah, no, we hit him. In the, we hit him in the beginning, man. So I uh, appreciate it, Mr. Blue Magic. Thank you for coming on, man. I'm gonna run this outro. I'll be back on tomorrow with Coach. Right on. You guys have a great day. Thank you very much. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.